We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Blue Wire. What is up, Nets fans? Welcome to Brooklyn Buzz. I'm Nick Faye. With me, as always, Jack Manuel. Jack, how are we doing? I am ready to overreact to Summer League. Yes, we are going to do a little Summer League preview, you know, talk about what the Nets are looking for, what we're looking for in specific players and all that. But as always, you can find the Brooklyn Buzz on all streaming platforms. Jack, I guess let's kick things off by looking at the roster. Yeah, we have, just going through name by name, Nick, Jordan Bowden, David Duke, Kessler Edwards, Kaiser Gates, Raekwon Gray, Alizé Johnson, Brandon Knight, Reggie Perry, Brandon Rakal, Dayron Sharp, Chris Silva, Cam Thomas, Quindary Weatherspoon, and Marcus Zegarowski. Anything stick out about it? I think the, the Brandon Knight one was uh, kind of cool. Yeah, I guess before we talk about the people on the roster, obviously there's one guy who's not there that a lot of people anticipated coming, Nick Claxton. Jack, what are your thoughts on Claxton not being on the Summer League roster? I'm not going to overreact to it, Nick. You know, I think that the decision, I'm not sure who made the decision, whether it was him personally, Steve Nash, Sean Marks, uh, some form of collaborative decision, whether Jordan Ott had some sort of say. Obviously, he's coaching um, the the team this year. I look at, I think that we're probably just comparing to the fact that we got Jared Allen in his third yep. year go and just put up, you know, 2020s, night after night after night and showed, like, I guess, a sense of leadership there um, and experience that I think the team needed. But I don't think we necessarily need him to be there. I, I, he's an NBA player. He's an NBA caliber player. Don't say that Jared Allen wasn't. In fact, if anything, he was probably further developed into where he is in the rotation. But I'm not going to overreact. I don't necessarily care that much about it, Nick. It would have been nice for him to maybe like you know try out a few new things he might have been working on. Maybe the three point shot. Maybe a bit of ball handling. Things that you know he probably doesn't get the opportunity to do to do normally in the rotation when he's out there because he's playing alongside some of the superstars. But yeah, I think that it's not the biggest deal in the world. What about you? Yeah, I didn't look at it as a negative. I actually was like, you know what? I think the Nets are more so playing safe with Nick Claxton. You know, he's had a couple injuries. Uh, he had that knee thing that was similar to tendonitis. It wasn't exactly the same thing. So maybe they're looking at that. And they really do need him healthy for next season. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to say he's like a big, ginormous piece of their team. Like, if they did lose him, they could survive. But, like, if he's there, he can have a role and an impact in the postseason, especially in specific matchups. You know what I mean? And at the point where they had Jared Allen, I think it was more so like, 
development is our main focus. Like we're not going to win a championship where Clax, you could argue is like a good enough pusher in a certain series that that could be the difference in maybe winning the series or winning the series a little quicker. You know what I mean? I think there's something with Claxton's game that I would understand why you'd want to play it safe. And I don't think he's going to get what we necessarily, what fans or what the coaches want out of him during summer league. Like I sort of mentioned, yep. it'll be less sub or ancillary sort of skills that he can practice with, you know, like the three ball, the passing, you know, guarding, you know, bigger guys, that sort of thing. You know, he's not going to be guarding, you know, Joel Embiid. He's not going to be guarding Ansan to the Kumpo. He's not going to be guarding yep. Nikola Jokic in summer league. And that's probably the most important thing we will need from him. If he's going to be a, a big part of the center rotation, uh, which it likely is. Uh, and we're going to expect from him, especially how the rotation is currently constructed. You know, the, the big man, it's, it's Darren Sharp, who will obviously um, in seeing big glimpses. DeAndre Jordan, Blake Griffin, and Clax. And, you know, Clax has the most talent out of those guys and might be the most important. So I can see it from both sides of things, Nick, but, you know, it's uh, I'm not going to think of it and overreact to it to, to that extent. Yeah, and I think also, like, what Clax needs to develop is, like, complementary skills. And almost if he went to summer league, he would kind of be like the lead dog. Not to say that that's like a terrible thing. And like you said, you can develop some of those skills. But like where he needs to be better is to complement the stars and understand how to play next to them. You're not going to get that same vibe and level of basketball in summer league. No, not at all. Even if Brandon Knight's there. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, Jack, talking about the players on the roster, do you want to talk about rookies or guys that were on the Nets last year first? Oh, let's get into Cam Thomas, Nick. I think Cam Thomas, Daron <laughs> Sharp are the guy that we're all... They're the people that we want to talk about. They're the people that, you know, I'm going to be overreacting to. If Cam Thomas, after he hits his first bucket, for me, it's because he's already starting his campaign for sixth man of the year. Daron Sharp, once he gets a block and rebounding, you know, he's going to be getting more boards than Andre Drummond next year. But in all honesty, you know, what are you looking from Cam Thomas for up first? Yeah, I think I'm looking for him to be under control and play like a level of team basketball. Obviously, we know what he did at LSU, had to carry a lot of the load, you know, questionable shot selection. You're looking for that to improve. You know, I think you want to see efficiency, but like in summer league, that might not be realistic. You know what I mean? The level of basketball isn't usually extremely high. So I just want to also see high energy and high effort defensively, like show us something on that end of the floor. We know that you can score the basketball. You can create for yourself and create for your other, create for others a little bit and you can shoot, but let's see if you can, you know, have an impact defensively because I think that's going to be a big part of him getting on the floor as a rookie. No doubt. I think that you, all those things are what are going to, what is going to make him, you know, give him the biggest shot at being in the rotation because it's, you know, unlikely that rookies generally do have the the biggest amount of contributions when that does happen, especially on championship winning teams. I'm the opposite, Nick. I'm looking for the fun. I'm looking for the side steps. I'm looking for the threes. I'm looking for lob passes today on Sharp. Summer league is is fun. Ultimately, yeah. we look for you know Leangelo ball balling out right now. Jalen Green doing his sidestep threes. I'm looking for the highlights, man. I'm, I'm yeah. hoping that the Cam does his thing. Cam does his what we expect him to do. You know the skills that he does have. I want him to show that on the NBA stage now. You know going up to to the next side of things and can he still do it to the greatest extent? I'm pretty confident that he can. But um, I'm looking forward to seeing what Killer Cam can do with the ball in his hands. Um, obviously, all the things that you mentioned that are important to his growth and development but i want to see him do what he does best as well yep Uh, yeah and also like see that against some you know there'll be a couple nba players there you know guys that are actually in the rotation all right let's see if you can do this against a solid defender or somebody who's an nba level defender and kind of showcase those skills like you mentioned jack you know show us the array of moves those different things 
are you anticipating a really big summer league from Cam Thomas? Like, are you in, anticipating like, um, you know, a couple like scoring outbursts of 20 plus, maybe a 30 point game? Or do you think he'll be a little bit more under control because of himself or because of the Nets? Look, I think it, it's like Brandon Knight's there as well, Nick. So I think it's going to yep. be about, you know, how Jordan Ott, you know, it's, we're talking about the rotation yeah. of Summer mm-hmm. League, but that's how that's how sick we are about this Brooklyn Nets team. We're diving into rotation minutes for the Summer League. But I, I think it's going to be about what is Jordan Ott asking from him? What is he out there with Dayron Sharp and Kessler Edwards and Alizé Johnson and Reggie Perry? You know, what is he doing to make those big guys better? Because if he's playing point guard, or could he play alongside Brandon Knight and be the shooting yeah. guard? And they're both combo guards out there and shooting the, the goddamn lights out like it's, you know, Kevin Porter Jr. and Jalen Green or something. So I'm, I'm excited to see what he is utilized at. And I think we'll probably see different iterations of Cam Thomas. We might see him come off the bench as a six man. We might see him start. You know, he might see him as the lead ball handler. We might see him next to. I want there to be, you know, different experimentations because. How he plays alongside Brandon Knight could be, you know, an iteration or, or a glimpse of how he plays alongside Kyrie Irving or how he plays alongside James Harden. So there's, yep. there's different little things that would be like, I'm going to be taking notes of and watching pretty closely. But he's got such a an incredible skill set, uh, an offensive weaponry to him. I just hope that he does all those things uh, that we know he can do well and maybe give us some surprises as to what you were saying, you know. Show some some smarts defensively. Show some leadership. Um, all these different sort of little things that make you from being, you know, a good rota- a good rotation player to being like, you know what, this kid's got something. But when it comes to rookies and, and young players, Nick, it's a different expectation to what you know, Alizé Johnson, Reggie Perry. You know, you yep. want to get the glimpses out of them. If you get a glimpse or a side of of, of stardom or NBA level uh, pr- production, then that's yep. the main thing. It's just like, okay, Cam Thomas can hit that side step three. He's got, he's got it. Daron Sharp's boxing out like boxing out like a goddamn madman. That kid's got it. So I think we're looking for even if they don't have like you know big scoring outbursts, I want the glimpses. Yeah, maybe just a stretch of getting hot, you know, a little six zero runner like you say, an array of moves, or just those highlight plays to kind of showcase the peak of the potential. I get what you're saying, Jack. And I think, like you said, you know, we could see games where I think hopefully Cam Thomas is starting all the games. I think that'd be the best idea because I want to see him get a large chunk of minutes. Or even if there's a day, you know, where Brandon Knight doesn't play, you know, maybe he takes a bigger load. You know, sometimes guys get rested in summer league or whatever it might be. So I'm really looking forward to see what he can do against NBA level talent. Obviously, the situation is going to be probably drastically different than what he was seeing at LSU. And also, he'll probably have more capable offensive teammates. So it'll be interesting to see like what his passing is like and things along those lines. But anything else on Cam Thomas, Jack? We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. 
Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Nah, mate. Um, what do you think about Darren Sharp? What are you looking from him? You know, it's an interesting thing because usually like, my expectations aren't super high for rookies. But given his body type, I want to see him physically dominate some guys. Like, especially some of those smaller players. Like, okay, I'm going to move you in the paint. You know, we talked about some of his highlights when we did the draft recap where he, like, moved three guys in one play. Like, I want to see some of those plays. I want to see him do it to a couple NBA players or even some of the high draft picks. You know what I mean? Just like, okay, you might be more talented than me. You might have more skill, but I'm going to physically dominate you. And that's kind of what you want to see. Even though he's a rookie, he has that type of advantage over a lot of players with his size. Yeah, his physicality is a, a massive tool of his, and, and it's not just with the rebounding, but with the screening as well. We mentioned yep. that in the, in the draft recap pod. And, you know, getting Cam Thomas open, you know, I'm, and, and that's one thing that he has over Clax right now. You know, I think Clax developed that a little bit better, and Clax is better at sort of like slipping, but Cam, yep. what, what Dayron can do is it's like, I'm going to murder you, and your shoulders are going to need to be iced after this game if you're going to try yep. and get through a screen with me. You know, unless you're Drew Holiday, you ain't getting through it. So, I want to see that from him to show off his physicality, yep. like you mentioned. Um, I'm also intrigued to see, you know, the the passing chops. You know, I, I mm-hmm. want him to, I want him to show off, at, like with the as rookies more so than when we get to Alizé Johnson and Reggie Perry and Brandon Knight. I want him to show off what they had in high, what they had in high school, what they had in college, and bring it to the NBA stage and go. You know what? I'm going to pass. I've got a, you know, a, a little bit of finesse here. You know, I can pass from the other. I can pass from the perimeter. You know, guys are making cuts. You know, if Kessler's making a cut, if Alizé's making a cut, I'm yep. going to find him. Um, I want to see him. You know, use that three ball that we saw in, you know, very small amounts of tape, you know, in workouts that he didn't have in college. Prove it to me. You got that shot. You said you got it. Prove it to us. And if he can hit a three-point shot, you know, I'm not necessarily – I think that's something that I'm probably the lowest on when it comes to him because of the fact that we haven't seen it. But we did talk about his form, and his form is just very smooth and fluid and, you know, very quick in in saying that for a guy of of his stature. So I'm looking forward to seeing all of Dayron, Nick. And, yeah, I think that the thing I'm most excited about is if we get a a Zion-level physicality style of play where – you know, if he's knocking blokes over and yep. you know, just muscle out muscling dudes, and you know this is a, like a twenty year old kid, um, he's got a, a and he's got a mentality. Both him, him and Cam, we've mentioned before that these guys have the winning killer mentality, that dog mentality, as as he said himself uh, to Mike Schmitz. Um, if they just bring that to to summer league, uh, then their opponents better watch out. 
Yeah, kind of like what you're saying. I was agreeing with you with Cam Thomas and like, yeah, show us what you have done before. I think De'Ron Sharp, you could like expect to see maybe things that we haven't seen. Like you said, the three-point ball and even just like a simple like put the ball on the ground, throw down a dunk type of thing. Not like anything crazy with his handles. And like you said, you want to see can he pass at the NBA level? You know, what does that look like? How comfortable does he look? But at the end of the day, I think physicality is the game, like you said. You know, rebounding and the screen setting is really important. I think off-ball screens are – that's where you really need the strong ones because you're not really slipping on those. You're trying to create space for Kevin Durant, you know, Kyrie, Joe Harris, now Patty Mills, trying to give those guys that extra step so they get a wide-open look instead of a contested one. Yeah, exactly. So I think – and also, you know, you want to see what De'Ron Sharp's like in terms of rim protection. You know, like his verticality seemed like that was a tool that he has because of his strength. Like now you're going against the best athletes. What does that look like? Do you block shots? Do you have that level of athleticism to match up with some of the best athletes in the NBA? Like so it's going to be fun. I think there's a lot to learn about. I feel like I'm, we might be able to learn more about Daron Sharp in Summer League than Cam Thomas, but I might have a different tune by the end of Summer League. But it just kind of feels that way with Sharp because there's maybe a little bit more of a mystery to an extent. And I think that there is a, a greater need for what he has. Yeah. Not to say that yep. you know the Nets don't need you know, obviously losing Spencer Dinwiddie. You get Patty Mills that certainly offsets some of it, but you know you can never have too many bucket getters um, at the end of the day. But you know the Nets need rebounding. You know what Sean Mark said in free agency is that we need rebounding, we need defense, we need that sort of toughness and stuff. Well, Darren Sharp's got it, but you don't necessarily expect it out of the rookie so quickly. But yeah. I think that we might be able to have some level of expectation um, from him because he is a, a unique rookie in, in in his makeup, in his mentality, in his physicality, in all the different tools that he does have. So I think that Daron Sharp, Cam Thomas, you know, we're going to be overreacting, you know, saying Daron Sharp's going to win the the rebounding battle. You know, starting center opening night. No. Starting center, Cam Thomas, sixth man of the year, rookie of the year, you know, joint rookie of the years. So I think they might share it. Um, if they get like one, if we see one offensive board from Daron Sharp and one side set three from Cam Thomas, uh, watch out. My timeline is going to be crazy. Yeah. No, another thing for Daron Sharp too is I want to see a couple switches. You know, how does he look against, you know, some of the, the better athletes or some of the better dynamic guards that are going to be at summer league, just kind of showcase those skills. And like you said, we'll probably overreact a ton because again, it's not the true NBA, it's just summer league, but there's things that you can always take away and things that you can maybe see develop further in the future. But Jack, I guess let's talk a little bit about uh, Kessler Edwards. What are you looking for from him? The three point shot, Nick. Uh, I think yep. it's pretty simple with him because I've got all the confidence in the world about his defense. You know, we've seen that he's he's the wingspan. Uh, he's a six eight sort of dude. You know, he he is in a similar spot to Darren Sharp in that he has yep. a skill set um, in terms of if he's at his best that could actually contribute pretty close to straight away because losing Jeff Green and you know what adding James Johnson and DeAndre Bembry, you know Kessler Edwards, you could make an argument. You know, we don't know what he is, but what he could provide us could be more than those guys. And again, it's a could. With a capital C, I'm not. I'm not saying that it could happen, but if he has a three-point shot, then I think he automatically. We know that his percentages were good. Both of you and I were, you know, iffy on his mechanics, but that was in a a, a different situation in in college and stuff. Can if he can get that shot off with quickness, like he did, you know, in college at the NBA level, where even it is like these high-level rookies and you know a few vet guys trying to make their own, um, then I'm going to be really intrigued by it because. You know, Kessler, um, he's got a, a lot of tools that to contribute at an NBA level. You know, a 3 and D prototype, um, and the Nets need a, another 3 and D prototype. 
Yeah, I mean, you can never have enough of those guys. And like you said, Jack, I think the three-point shot's what you're looking for. Like, you can hit threes. That's a way for you to get on the floor. And then if he can defend at a high level, like he's going to have better competition to go against some great rookies, some great second-year players, and guys that are fighting for their NBA life. So if he can lock some guys up, I mean, there's a potential for him to actually get minutes even as a two-way player on this team. You know, I'm not saying it's a lock, like you said. It's just like there's potential because they're skilled. There's just kind of a mystery with him for some of those reasons, like the three-point shot, the competition he faced, can he match NBA athleticism, those type of things. But his body type fills a need and can be extremely useful to this Brooklyn Nets team if he's up to NBA levels right now, which is a big if. It's a big if, but you know we might get some glimpses. And again, that's all you need is yep. is the glimpses. And you know, obviously, you try and you try and think forward. You know, is what Cam Thomas, Daron Sharp, Kessler Edwards doing? What they're doing here can that be replicated at an NBA level against you know the superstars, against quality yep. rotation players? Because there aren't a lot of those in summer league. Yes, you might yep. like to see it against Kenneth Freed or whoever else, but you know. I'm, I'm, I like what we could see from these guys, and I think all of them have a shot. In terms of you know, th- those three, Nick, you know, they're, they're probably the three we'll be watching for the most. Who do you think has the best shot at sort of getting some rotation minutes coming into the regular season? Yeah, I think I'd go with Daron Sharp, just because like we talked about. And to an extent, like his role would be simplistic. You know what I mean? Where being a guard, I think, is a little bit more complicated. And Kessler Edwards would have to be able to defend like a lot of wings and his three-point shot would have to be consistent. Where Daron Sharp can, is already good enough at specific things that could get him on the court. You know, his rebounding is already there at an NBA level. He can obviously finish dunks. His passing is NBA level. I think just his understanding of, you know, NBA defenses and things along those lines would be what would prevent him. And like, what's his rim protection, his switching leg type of things like that. But he has the biggest chance because the Nets really need some physicality, some toughness. Obviously, you know, James Johnson might provide that. You get some from Bruce Brown and Blake Griffin, but this guy can like physically do it with not much effort. And he's really young. So like that that combination of that energy and physicality can be really annoying for opposing teams. Yeah, he's also three, four, five, six, seven inches in some case when it comes to Bruce Brown taller than them. And yeah, yeah. with that physicality, um, it's certainly uh, a pretty... Real presence in the paint that the Nets don't have because DeAndre is supposed to be that guy and obviously he hasn't showcased that. We'll see. Yep. What about you, Jack? Look, I think that it's probably Darren Sharp as well, Nick, but with Cam Thomas, you know, I think that we are going to see, you know, James Harden, we are going to see Kyrie Irving... Miss games here and there for whatever reason it might be, whether it's load management, whether it's, you know, whatever other reason. And that gives Cam Thomas a legitimate shot to go, okay, cool, I can do some ball handling here. And it's going to be about, can you provide us a level of steadiness? You know, can we rely on you? You know, obviously, Kyrie Irving and James Harden, uh, there's probably no greater mentors to have. And, you know, I think Brandon Knight is a pretty good one to have as well at Summer League. Uh, I, I'm actually intrigued to see the impact that Brandon Knight could have on Cam Thomas in terms of, like, you know, this is... this is I, I see similar sort of styles to their game yep. in a lot of ways. And um, I think that that was a really nice ad that the, the Nets did in terms of adding him to the Summer League roster. And we'll get to him in a little bit. But, you know, I'll go Cam Thomas just for the sake of differentiation yep. because... You know, Will Clax is a is a more reliable guy than Daron Sharp right now, and he gives yep. us greater upside defensively. And and Cam Thomas is a guy that I think could get greater opportunities because of the fact that you know we'll see. You know, the the guys rested. You know, Paddy Mills is obviously in, t- in his early to mid thirties as well. So, you know, Cam Thomas gives you a, a sense of energy, burst, shooting that we get out of our best players. But are we going to get that for eighty two games out of them? I don't think so. And that's why Cam Thomas can step up. 
Yeah. And I think with Cam Thomas, I think at the end of the season, we'll talk about the rookies and you'll probably look at him and be like, you know, he has a lot of potential to be a really, really good player because we'll get these glimpses and these big showcases when guys are resting where Dayron Sharp might not have that level of ceiling. He just feels like he has the potential to be more consistent. But like you said, he still has to get minutes. And I think that Clax is obviously going to get minutes at center. Blake Griffin's going to get minutes at center. You could even possibly see James Johnson get minutes at center. So, you know, there's a, a couple of hurdles for him to get there. I think all these rookies obviously have to prove themselves in summer league training camp and also kind of get on the good side of Steve Nash and the other superstars on the team. Yep. Yep. And I think the one thing I was intrigued about is that when the, the media release of James Johnson did come out. It was he was listed as a forward center, so maybe I did not see that. That's interesting. I think don't quote me on that. I, I saw someone tweeted and I did look. I'm like, hmm, interesting. But you know, maybe they're just tr- thinking optimistically and being like, oh man, we lost Jeff Green. All right, James Johnson, you're going to be our forward center. <laughs> yeah, well, let's try it out. See what can happen. I mean, he is a physical guy. I would say he's more physical than uh, Jeff Green, but Jeff obviously has some other skills, especially like he's a great jumper. But not this episode. <laughs> Jack, anything else you want to say about any of the rookies you want to talk about this other second round picks or save them for later? Uh, we can jump into them a little bit later because I, 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 I look, I think that they're all of those guys like Zegarowski and such and, and David Duke, you know, those guys almost overlap a little bit with Cam Thomas and Brandon Knight to have. Yeah. Obviously, you'll get you'll be given the opportunity to showcase yourself. And, you know, with Zegarowski, you know, we were talking about, you know, his size and, you know, can he, you know, overcome and be a Fred Van Vliet E. You know, he's got steadiness to him that I don't think Cam Thomas has in terms of ball handling, decision making, that sort of thing. That's what he did show at college. And David Duke just has a heap of talent, you know, an undrafted sort of guy. Um, unfortunately, he was a Celtics fan. Um, hopefully, he's changed his mind now. And his allegiance is due live with the black and white in, in, in Brooklyn. So I'm intrigued to see, you know, a lot of these guys, the the talent, you know, the, it's the talent and then the production. And, you know, can you make the most out of your opportunities? That's that's summer league in a nutshell. It's for the, yep. I think probably the burden is less on, you know, Cam Thomas, Darren Sharp, um, because, you know, they've got NBA contracts. We've seen them yep. send the photos out there. But, you know, Kessler Edwards, Reggie Perry, Marcus Agarowski, David Duke, Chris Silva, all these sort of guys, you got to really show out, you know, the, the mistakes that you guys make, you know, there better be ones that are, are done with the right intentions because every little thing that they do on the court, unfortunately, will be under a microscope. Yeah, and you got Raekwon Gray as well, you know, a guy who potentially could be on the G League team. Like you said, Jack, some of these guys are fighting for their NBA lives or even just a chance to get signed by the G League team. The Long Island Nets, there's a couple guys that played on the Long Island Nets last year. You want to maintain that spot, get better. So the team wants to invest in you. But I think we should talk about Alizé Johnson and Reggie Perry. Who do you want to dive into Before Alizé Johnson, if you mentioned Raekwon Gray, I did forget about him. I'm intrigued to see because we talked about, you know, his physical makeup. You know, what is what is he looking Very like? Right? Yeah, what is he looking like right now? I think that that might be the number one thing that I'm looking for because we talked about, you know, his skill. Like, he's got a heap of skill. He's got Draymond, Zion-level skill. Again, I'm just comparing them. Not, he's not going to be Zion. He's not going to be Draymond. But that's the skill set that he does have in terms of ball handling, passing, shooting, you know, all the, the abilities to read the floor, the smarts that he does have. But, you know, has he lost that bit of body weight that probably... Yep. You know, it stops you from being an NBA player. And, you know, you can use that to your advantage when in college and stuff because you can just bully dudes. But uh, you need to be an athlete. You need to harness that. And unless you're Zion Williamson, you can't be a guy that's walking around with plus 50, 15% body fat. You know, yep. it's not me. You know, I can walk around that and do it on a podcast. And, and Raekwon, you know, feel free to jump on the buzz. But <laughs> um, at the same time, you know, this is, it, uh, th- that's the number one thing I'm looking for him beyond just the, the skill that he does have. 
Yeah, I agree, Jack. Uh, that was something we talked about. I mean, that could be a difference in his quickness, and he could be a lot quicker, make him more effective on the floor, really develop into a switch defender. Obviously, you know, I think the three-point shot for him was a little inconsistent or pretty non-existent. So you want to see maybe if that's something he could develop to kind of give himself an opportunity to be an NBA-level player. But moving on to Alizé and Reggie, you know, guys we saw play limited minutes last year. I think they both have something to prove. Definitely. And they've both got mentalities where I expect them to show me consistency. I expect them to nearly dominate because these guys yeah. have gotten NBA minutes and we've seen Alizé Johnson get like, you know, uh, had to have 20. 20, 20 night, a, a goddamn 2029. 20, 20 so if you're getting the 2029 20, in the NBA level, you're going to be getting the 40, 40 night. Nah. <laughs> I just think that I'm intrigued to see what he can do beyond the hustle stuff for Alizé. You know, what's the three point shot looking like? You know, what do you do with the ball in your hands? And, yeah. and I think that that obviously can can show him from being, you know, a, a fringe rotation player to being a guy, you know what, okay, this guy might have something. And, you know, he might you know not just be a, a Brooklyn Net for the long term. He might be an NBA player for the long term. Um, and when it comes to Reggie, I'm looking for what he can do defensively because he isn't the greatest rim protector in the world. I just don't think he has the the vertical athleticism. But I'm intrigued to see what he's learned throughout the the year. You know, he's got his glimpse moments here and there where you know he shot a couple of three balls. Is that three ball still going to be there? Uh, I think Reggie has a a really dogged mentality in a similar way to Darren Sharp, but he doesn't have the physical makeup um, and the sort of lateral quickness and the fluidity. Uh, that Sharp does have as well. So I'm intrigued to see what both of those guys to do. I expect them when they're out there to look like NBA players. I agree. I think you looking, especially for Alizé, to really have like that high energy effort impact and like leave his fingerprints on the game. But like you said, we know what he can do well. He can rebound at a really good rate, defensively, offensively, very active, hustle type player, you know, can finish inside, has a little spin movie legs, has a little hook shot slash push shot that he likes down there too. But it's like, what else can you do? What's your passing look like? Can you show us some, you know, good passing? I'm not saying creating for others, just kind of making that extra pass. Then, like you said, the three-point ball, can you knock that down? Because for Alizé Johnson, in my opinion, that's a huge factor in the level of NBA player he's going to be. Like, you, he could still find his way on a roster with the skill set he has. But if he can get a three-point shot, he can actually be in NBA rotations. And I think defensively, I'm looking for a little bit more discipline. Just, you know, he had, like, foul issues at certain points. And, like, I want to see him lock some guys down. Like, he has a skill set where that could be one of his tools. And, like I said, his contract is non-guaranteed. And, I'm like, he's fighting for his roster spot. So I want to see that level of grit every single night from Alizé. And really, like you said, Jack, have some periods where he almost dominates the game. No doubt. And I have those expectations and I think that they will as well. And on Reggie's front, you know, like you said, you want to see some of the development as a defender. You know, the rim protection is going to be questionable because of his lack of verticality and height that he has. But can he switch? Is that a skill that he can have? And then offensively, you know, we've seen him get blocked a lot in the layup layup world underneath. You know what I mean? Just because he doesn't necessarily have that jump or the height to lay it in. Has he learned enough moves? We saw at different points during the season after he went down to the G League for a little bit and he came back, he had some different stuff. And also the three-point shot for him because he's not going to be, you know, that physically imposing big down low. It's going to be, you know, what skills do you have? What impact can you have on the game? Obviously, you have the weaknesses with some of your physical tools, but you can make up for them with other aspects. Yeah, definitely. And and both of these guys have a, a good opportunity and, you know, the they 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 provide you know a level where it's just like okay I'm, I, and their fighters I, I just love the mentality of and the makeup gritty. of this team really gritty you know it's the old school sort of Brooklyn way and I'm looking forward to seeing what they can do uh, at summer league. 
Yeah. Jack, who do you think it's a bigger summer league for? Uh, Alizé or Reggie? Well, I guess with the signing of Damon Sharp, it probably is Reggie. You know, Alizé yeah. has at least got, you know, some semblance of a non-guaranteed. It is non-guaranteed. But I think Alizé, oh, man, that's a hard question because both of them are in positions where, like, you know, if Kessel Edwards pops off, then it might relegate Alizé Johnson. You know, but I, I don't expect that. I think Alizé Johnson has proven it at the NBA level. So I think that it's just like well, we've seen Alizé do it. Um, you know, but at a at a stage that matters more than what Reggie has. If Reggie can show us dominant styles of play, where it's just like, man, we might not need to keep this guy. We might need to throw him a two way or or whatever else it might be. So, probably Reggie Perry, Nick, just because of the fact that you know, one, he, we haven't seen it to, at the NBA level. He hasn't really been given the opportunities either because you know, Clax has been great, and you know, DJ and and Blake Griffin and all those other guys. So, I'd probably lean towards Perry. Yeah, I think you go either one here. I'll lean towards Alizé just because he has more NBA experience. He's been around a little bit longer, so a team's probably less willing to invest in him unless they think that he can turn into that player where Reggie Perry's a little bit more of an unknown, so he might get a longer leash. The Nets might, you know, see his potential because he was their draft pick, give him another two-way. And like you said, you know, Kessler Edwards could look like a guy that could do some of the things that Alizé does but fits the role a little bit better on the Nets team. So it's going to be tough for both guys. Like, they're literally both going to have to earn their spots on the team, and I think that creates some of the best competition drives guys really well and it helps them kind of push to that next level yeah for sure you want to talk about brandon knight for a touch yeah i mean there was a nice little article in the new york post and you know a couple of quotes from he's saying about like his physical health and he's saying like you know his knee's fine you know the main thing i want to get across is to change the narrative on my knee because i know i can still play and for me to come out lead get really not to know these guys and be part of the team uh and this quote for me really sort of stuck out i'm trying to serve these guys the staff the team the young guys if i've got nine years and one of these players uh, don't get a gym for me that's a problem so i like that mentorship that he's trying to show you know um, and that's why i said i was so intrigued about you know him having an impact on cam thomas we could hear you know quotes from cam after games where he's got you know a 15.9 it's like you know what that was a brand that was all brandon knight you know he told me you know about these guys and what i need to do here and there and yep. You know, the Jordan Ott and, and, and everyone else has been pretty glowing of him too. Yeah, I think it also is a luxury to an extent is we talked about this a lot during the, the de uh, development years for the Nets, having a competent point guard, like uh, someone who can literally run the show and get guys in spots they need to be, especially for Cam Thomas or for some of the bigs, like allowing them to do what they're good at and play a role that's almost more similar to what they're going to play on the actual Brooklyn Nets. I think it's going to be an extreme luxury because Brandon Knight, you know, was a good NBA player. You know, he dealt with a lot of injuries that kind of pushed him out of the league. There could still be an opportunity for him to get back in the league. And I think he realizes this is one of his last shots. But he also has to look at it from a mentorship role, too, is because he could join a team and he could be the 15th man. So I think he wants to showcase to NBA teams. He's willing to kind of fill any role you need. And also just like him saying he wants to be healthy. It makes me feel like the Nets are going to want to run a lot in summer league. Yeah, I think that they've got a heap of athleticism on this team. Yep. Um, and we know how much the team likes getting in transition, even with, you know, James Harden and such. And, you know, the, 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 those guys just want to get easy buckets. And uh, I think that that's a, an intriguing sign as well. The, to, to quote what Jordan Ott did say, and this is sort of surmised a little bit, he said he's, unbe he's been unbelievable in the little bit of time that, that he's been around. He's been great with us. He's been our leader, a breath of fresh air, kind of lifting this group that is pretty young. Uh, it speaks to him that he had a choice 
where he wanted to go, does he want to play, who he wants to play with. We're lucky enough that he's chose us. We're thankful as a coaching staff that he's around because he's so much more experienced than even us as coaches. We're lucky to just that that's the exciting part. It's one of the many exciting things uh, to be a part of. So hearing that, that he's also having an impact on, on the coaching staff, you know, it's just just shows that, you know, the character of Brandon Knight and uh, really shining through it. Um, I think that he, he's already, we could see going forward, you know, the impact being reverberating across some of these young guys, you know, whether it's Zagorowski as well, you know, gets a two-way or whatever, you know, they could be like, you know, it was because, you know, Brandon Knight taught me these little things and he sort of said as well, like, I want to teach these guys. I want to be like, okay, this is what you need to know. And if, if I haven't, you haven't learned anything from me, then that's a problem. Um, he's an NBA yeah. player who's shown NBA things. Um, so I'm, I'm excited to see what he can do. Yeah, I mean, he's a guy who almost averaged 20 a game, you know, for Phoenix one year. He had some good years with the Bucks too. So, like, there's some skill there. He understands the NBA grind. So, like you said, Jack, and like Jordan Ott said, it's going to be a real luxury for the team to have someone that experienced. But anybody else on the roster you want to kind of discuss a little bit or anything like that? No, I think we sort of spoke about it, you know, a little bit earlier, Nick. And, you know, if we do see glimpses um, from some of those guys, and we'll, sure yep. we'll chat about it on the recap tomorrow. Uh, I agree, Jack. Any other storylines you're looking at? You know, are you looking at Jordan Ott as a head coach for the Summer League, Nets development, anything kind of you're looking for on the storyline front? Yeah, I mean, just talking about Jordan Ott, you know, his impact on Joe Harris's career. You know, when yep. Joe Harris, you know, spoke on, on the uh, Adrian Wojnarowski's podcast, um, he spoke about, you know, the impact that, that he has had. And this is an opportunity for him to sort of get the chance to run a team. You know, yeah. are you an NBA level coach? You know, this is the this is where you get a, a chance to sort of shut your stuff a little bit. And um, I think that you know we always we hear a lot from Jordan not because he's generally always the guy that's speaking to us at halftime yeah. um, whenever we're watching. Yes, um, but now he's getting a chance to you know figure around with rotations, you know these minutes and, and that sort of thing. And you know, he's been with the organization you know ever since Kenny Atkinson was here, yeah. so you know, he's stuck around through that. And I, I think that Sean Marks is giving him the opportunity and Steve Nash. You know, what can he input in terms of his knowledge and his style um, and how is he going to impact some of these guys? You know, do we hear after games, Cam Thomas say, yeah, uh, uh, Jordan told me that, you know, I need to be a bit more composed and, you know, you know his impact uh, on me. We know how important the assistant coaching staff have been, you know, in previous years, you know, when the Nets were developing. Well, that's basically what the uh, summer yep. league team is. It's basically a version of the 2017-18 Brooklyn Nets in, in some ways. Yeah, and not only the players developing, but Jordan Ott himself. Like him developing and having betting a better understanding of being a head coach helps him help Steve Nash. You know what I mean? So I think from that whole perspective, the team overall is just trying to learn and gain more experience in ways that they could help, you know, the real Nets when the regular season does start. Yeah, for sure. What's your overall expectation, Jack, for Summer League? Anything that you really want to see that will make you happy or upset? Oh, I want the Summer League chip, Nick. Oh, I'm all about <laughs> it. Give it to me. I need it right now. No, in, in all honesty, I just want the, the things that we alluded to earlier. I just want the glimpses. You know, and yep. when it comes to, you know, Alizé, Brandon Knight, and Reggie, I want them to get the opportunity to show uh, a chance to dominate. You know, get big boards, hit big shots, you know, make big plays. Um, so, yeah, it's a, a combination of those two with the makeup of the roster. And, and hopefully we see some some moments from, from all those guys that we've alluded to. And maybe we get a few surprises out here because um, summer, like, summer League surprises, um, it's, uh, it, there's always something that happens at Summer League with certain teams, which is like, man, I didn't know about that guy. Damn, look at look at what that's look, look at what that kid's doing. So yep. yeah, maybe we get some surprises, Nick. And um, you know me, I love a good surprise. Yeah, I mean the same thing, Jack. I think you're looking for some of the pop, you know, from some of the rookies. Like, what can they do? Can they do this at an NBA level? Like, 
are they composed enough in summer league to look like they could possibly get NBA minutes this upcoming year? And like you said, with Alizé and Reggie, you know, kind of prove yourself, showcase some new skills that can earn you those NBA spots, those NBA contracts or two-way contracts, whatever it might be. Then also like, Obviously, this is a given. You just want everyone to be healthy. You know, you don't want to see any anybody get hurt or anything like that. Any ticky-tacky injuries, you know, rest a guy. It's not that serious. It's summer league. <laughs> For sure. Absolutely. So, but, uh, Jack, we got some news on the rookies and their numbers. What were your thoughts when you found out Cam Thomas was rocking eight? No surprise ah, there, right? Yeah, no, a complete homage to, to the great Kobe Bryant. You know, one of his, obviously, one of his numbers. Um, we know, you know when he was walking around and there was Nets media stuff happening and clips that were dropping, we saw him wearing, you know, Kobe T-shirts. Yeah. Um, he, the influence and... And, and it cannot be underestimated. And now he's going to walk around with his number. So he's putting some pressure on himself. Um, you're, you're wearing the number of a, an absolute great. Uh, but the Cam Thomas, you know, may be destined for, for greatness himself. And, and the journey begins at Summer League. So um, the, the first step um, in the journey always starts somewhere. Um, and it's starting in Vegas. And I can't wait to see what he does. Yeah, I agree, Jack. I mean, I think, you know, it puts a little pressure on himself. But it's something that he wants. And obviously, he's inspired by Kobe and what he's done. And, Obviously, it could lead to some really good things for him. And then we saw uh, Daron Sharp rock number 21. Thoughts on that? 2021, Nick. It's uh, going <laughs> to be a big year for the Brooklyn Nets. It's going to be a big year for Daron Sharp. Yeah, I agree. Hopefully, this is the year the Nets win a chip. But any other thoughts, Jack, before we get out of here? What number would you wear, Nick, if you were given the chance to to put on a uni? You know, I, I'm guessing number 23. <laughs> Honestly, I really don't know. Um that's a great question. I used to wear, uh, when I played basketball, you'd wear it five because I love Jason Kidd. But now that probably changed. So, honestly, I'm not sure. What about you? Maybe 77 because I like. 77? I, I just got the, like, it, I either like the really, really low numbers or the stupidly weird high numbers. Yeah. And just to be like, yeah, I'm two Kevin Durant's in one, baby. What do you got? <laughs> or just pick a number that, like, no one's ever had or just some really weird stuff. But, yeah, it'd be interesting. Um, I think 8 and 21, good choice. Kind of your basic numbers. You know, I think 21, Kevin Garnett comes to mind. But... Uh, that wraps it up, Jack. We'll be interested to see what happens tomorrow in Summer League, and we'll be doing our best to drop recaps. And as always, you can find them on uh, all stream platforms. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.